Hey guys, I'm Brad. I'm Lisa. And welcome to Unrunned to Pursuit. We just want to invite you guys into real unedited conversations about real life topics that affect your marriage. Yeah, guys, we are passionate about training and equipping marriages to succeed through God. All right, back in season seven, mm-hmm. um, back in First Corinthians 13, four through seven. Yeah. Going to be good. Mm-hmm. This what? is coming out the day before Thanksgiving for everyone listening. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to take a moment just to say that really thankful for all of you who tune in week after week. I'm just really thankful in general for what God has done in our life, in our family. Yeah. Um, we just are always in awe of what, what God is doing in your lives. Um, and it's just, it's just a time of year. I just want to take a moment to just remember to be thankful. Yeah. So there's, there's my whole little spiel. (laughs) (laughs) We do want to start this episode as we always do with, um, a review from one of you. So this is from MBDS 1986. It says beautiful testimony. Uh, This is quickly becoming my favorite podcast. I started episode 80 and listened up until the most recent one. Now I went back to the beginning and I'm going through all of them. Very relevant for me and my household, for me and my family, for me and my wife. Thank you for this contribution to the kingdom of God. We love you as a couple. Thank you for your commitment to sharing your story and your faithfulness to what the Lord has placed in your hands, your testimony. Nice. Love that. A dude. A dude. What's what? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> we have uh, plenty of dudes who have left, left reviews. It's just the, the guys are a little bit more hesitant to actually put it all uh, mm. on a review. And so if you are a dude listening, yeah, leave us a review. We would love it. Yeah. I also have to say, I mean, this guy went back to the very beginning. You're going to have to let us know. Like, No. <laughs> No. Brad, Brad refuses to go back and no. listen to the audio quality. The vo- it was like, at least for the first episode, it was horrible. Yeah. I think probably the first three. It's mm. pretty funny whenever we tell people, you know, about our podcast. It's like, mm. and started episode 80. Yeah. And then it's like, huh, it took us 79 <laughs> episodes to yeah. start start putting it yeah. out there. No, no, honestly, there's a lot of things before them, but we, we started episode 80 just because that's where we really share our story. So. If you're new to our podcast and you want to hear our story, go to episode yeah. 80 and start there. Okay, so we are in the middle of a series, and those of you who have listened to us for a while, that's rather atypical for us, but it's been enjoyable. I've enjoyed yeah, doing no, a series, and it kind of has helped us to contemplate on these verses um, a lot deeper than we ever have before, not just in our marriage, but in our life. And so we are in First Corinthians 13, 4 through 7 is really what we've been focused in on. Mm-hmm. And we've done love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, um, it is not proud. And today we're on, it does not insist on its own way, it is not irritable or resentful. That's the one we're on. You didn't know which one we're on? I couldn't remember. <laughs> Okay, just so that you guys all have uh, an idea of how this rolled out this this morning, because we're recording in the morning, mm-hmm. I have sent Brad not only passages I've highlighted. I I mean I saw the notes, but but I just I've been setting this up like <laughs> okay. I'll tell you exactly what happened, stuff. and and the women who are listening, the wives who are listening to me, yeah, are going to agree yeah. with this. I sent you too many messages all at once. Absolutely. And so you ignored yeah. most of them. I didn't ignore you, any. You you skimmed. <laughs> That's and not thought, ignoring. Is there relevant information here? <laughs> That's not here? ignoring. Or this seems repetitive. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I did not ignore any of your texts. I do not ignore them. He's emphasizing I did not ignore. You will flat ignore. (laughs) Only if I don't see them. (laughs) I don't understand how you don't see them. Like an unread message. From your husband. Because <laughs> like, you'll send me some, and then like one that will come in right before, and I won't have seen that. I'll see the one that's Interesting. Interesting. It's never intentional. It's very interesting. <laughs> this is this is a good segue into, <laughs> it does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable <laughs> or resentful. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is actually one that any 
anyone or any couple, this is something that is relevant to pay attention to. Because I think most people in any relationship that you have a close relationship, our irritability comes out and those Mm -hmm. long before they're reflected to the outside world for sure. And I think it's ironic that this is coming out the day before Thanksgiving. It's, it's funny because I think that as, as a family member or as a spouse, you give, other people more grace sometimes than you do your own circle. Almost always, I yeah. would say. Like you can be, it's kind of like those, <laughs> this, this used to happen to me too. Oh no. It's kind of like those pictures where you see like this, I, I've seen this picture. It's like a, a, a disheveled, like ratty looking little parrot. And there's a mama parrot next to it. And it was like, uh, and they're both looking at the camera all nice. It's like walking into church after getting in trouble on the way to church. Literally. But, and that's, I mean, that stuff happens. That's yeah. not, you know, that's not a bad thing at all. But um, you put on your best for other people mm-hmm. more times than not than you do for your own family. Like you'll, yeah. you'll even let other people slide on more things, let, you know, kind of let people push your buttons a little more than you do your own family. Now the flip side of that is the comfortability you have with your family and how close you are. Yeah. And you feel safe the relationship. To let them yeah. See that part know. of you, which is important, but also like we do want to work on specifically, you do not want to go into this holiday season or you don't want to go into Thanksgiving, your Thanksgiving meal, right? Where mm-hmm. you're supposed to be expressing all of this immense amount of gratitude yeah. And then the entire morning, everyone has just been like (laughs) completely annoyed with one another. And I think that happens like a lot of times because there's so much extra pressure. There's so much expectation around the holidays. Mm -hmm. There's so much, there's so many things that you're having to do outside of your ordinary. And so the irritability level will go up. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's just the reality. But I mean, I think being, cognizant of it Mm -hmm. matters here like knowing that there is going to be extra pressure you have to be prepared for it um there is going to be annoyance yeah there is going to be people who do not quote unquote (laughs) behave the right way (laughs) right like there if you're getting together with extended family or friends there's always going to be that one person that just kind of sets you off wrong and so you having some a realization, right? Cause that's part of it is just this recognition that those things are present and then figuring out what your response is going to mm. be ahead of time and how you're going to navigate through those situations, I think can really help lessen the level yeah. of irritability that you feel. Absolutely. So like if you go into, you know, so you, you quoted or cited what, uh, it does not insist on its own ways. Yeah, right? it, does, it does not it's insist on, on its, its own, own way. And if you go to another version, another translation of the Bible, it says it is not self-seeking. Then you go to another one, and it says it is. it does not demand its own way. So all of it is a selfish point of view. Mm. So right? do you it's, feel like irritability is a because it, i mean this is because it, it does not demand its own way it is not irritable so those are mm-hmm. separate mm-hmm. but do you think that ultimately all of these things do have a root of selfishness in them yeah no absolutely i mean we talked about it last last week right envy pride arrogance pride being rude. I mean, it's all, it's all because either you, you think of yourself too highly, you're putting yourself on a pedestal or you, um, how, what am I trying to say? It, it all comes from selfish selfishness or you're, you're not getting your way. And so that's selfish. Like there's, there's so many levels of selfishness in this whole thing. Uh, being arrogant that's being selfish being rude that's being you know all you're not loving someone else it's being selfish it really is um so i like this this does not or is not irritable is that what we're because i was going on like that i mean to get so i get irritable sometimes what right 
Like I, I don't. Say Brad was a little irritable say, before we got on here this morning. I wasn't though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say I don't get easily <laughs> angered though, so I don't know if like those those are two different translations, but maybe it does mean the same thing to me. Being being ir- irritated like a fly will irritate me. I'm not angry at the fly. So there's a, a site called Build Your Marriage. Uh, and it, it talks about the word used for irritable here has the meaning of being aroused to anger, easily provoked or exasperated. That's hmm. the word that's originally used. And so I then I would say really I'm good. not irritable then. Um, I would say that you can be irritable and I, don't I can get, be irritable. But I don't get, ex- I don't exasperate things. I don't. <clears throat> Let's go, go back to Let's Costco. The Costco trip last week. <laughs> I did Sunday. not exasperate anything. Were you exasperated? No. <laughs> what? I was not. I'm going to get his children in here to see how he drove after we left Costco. How I drove? I didn't drive <laughs> any. Anyway, <laughs> you were irritable after that trip, but I don't feel that under this definition, I was like, to me, being irritated is provoked, exasperated, aroused anger. Like, I know yeah. those are all strong verbs, but I don't like, I don't, you're feel, thinking of it in the strongest form that it that's is. That's it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, no, I don't know another I way think, to like, think of those. There's many times that I'm exasperated by something, or many times that I can be provoked to being irritable. Like, okay, like you're not doing your work well enough, or okay, the traffic is really bad, or um, I'm exasperated with how someone's behaving, or I'm exasperated with how someone is making me feel in that mm. situation. Like, I think this is a repeatedly something that is a struggle for me and it's not that it just manifests itself but if i really reflect on it it's like for sure there's so many opportunities where i'm more irritable than i should be or i just someone's getting more on my nerves than they should be it's like or there's just certain times of the day where i'm more tired and irritability is higher you know so i think it's for sure something that i struggle with for sure something that i'm not saying i don't struggle with it i'm saying that if I look at the other translation and it says not easily angered, I don't, I, I truly, and maybe I need to do a lot of self-reflection. I don't feel like I get angry. Define anger. It's, it's what you see everywhere you look in the world right now. That's what angry is to me. Like if I get upset, I never say I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Like I feel angry. Anger is this, this other level. Okay. Of of the way you treat people, the way you um, view other things, the the like how you respond to things. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't raise my voice. I don't, and I don't. I know that doesn't mean that you're not angry, but I f- I feel in myself like I don't. So there's a difference for you in the definition of like being upset with something and being angry. Yeah. Okay. I feel like maybe when you're angry. So I can, uh, yeah, I get upset about things, but then what, maybe five minutes later, I'm over it, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that's a, probably a male trait that's, that's common. Not always like there's things that weigh on my mind, but like when I've come to you and said, I'm upset about something, how's my demeanor? Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not, it's, so you're thinking of anger in more of a volatile outburst. That's how I feel that anger versus that's what kind anger of. Is. So like for me, when I think of anger, it kind of encompasses a little bit more like I'm kind of thinking of, of a simmering um, emotion that's even under the surface that someone's mm-hmm. dealing with. And I think a lot of people when they're dealing with anger, it is not always manifest in an outburst. It, it, it's something that emotionally they're having to constantly contend with the fact that I think it's almost to me, irritability gone to the next level, right? Like that's you, what I, you've that's irritated exactly me what I just said. and now I'm angry, yeah. but it, it, it simmers and it's not always something that is externally evident to other people. So I think that's where we get a little bit of a different definition. Yeah, Cause I mean, I don't remember the last time I was angry. Yeah. I don't. And I, it's not that I'm perfect by any means. Like I do get upset about things. There are things that totally annoy me. Um, and I think the older I get, 
it's not the more things that annoy me. You know, like everyone thinks like, oh, the old man, you know, old man, everything annoys him. It's not necessarily that because I don't think more things annoy me. For me now, I let go of more things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, does that really even matter? Like, why does that? Like, yes, that annoys me, but I don't care. Like, I don't have the bandwidth to sit here and let that annoy me. Yeah, you've gained a perspective. And I think like the things that we've gone through in life, the things mm -hmm. you've gone through in life, you start to recognize like the things that really do you have a, that you want to allow to impact yeah. your emotional capacity. Right. Like like this, I'm not going to let that impact me because it's not yeah. worth it. And well, this past week I was irritated with myself majority of the week, but I wasn't angry with myself. I wasn't like, you know, degrading myself. And I was just irritated that I wasn't to a level I needed to be at. Okay, so this and, brings up an. I always feel like our uh, this brings up an interesting thing. Mm -hmm. So when people read this verse, mm -hmm. and they're always thinking of it as in as the expression of love towards others. Yeah. But there is this aspect of recognizing that this also impacts the way that you view yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, so you being irritated with yourself all mm -hmm. week long. Mm -hmm. Right. How do you feel like that impacts you or the people that you're loving around you? I mean, it does have an impact on I'm like irritated myself. Like I, I mean, it impacts myself, me in the way of like, I'm, I push myself harder. I try to, which isn't bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I like this week. I don't know if that was a negative thing for me or not. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't. It was just something that happens, you know, whatever. Um, but for you guys, I mean, I think it does impact you guys on a certain level. I don't feel that I was absent this week. Yeah. Um, when I got home, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I didn't, you know, I haven't, I haven't sat you guys around and asked you about this. Uh, you know, maybe it makes me a little bit more tired because I've, I've, you know, irritated, stressful, you know, stressed out a bit and all that and just trying to, you know, grasp everything I can grasp and, you know, whatever I was, all the things I was having to do and the learning curve, it's, it's not steep because I've done all these things before. It's just knocking all the cobwebs off and doing all those things, but getting up to a level that everyone else is at. And I feel ended the week great. But at the beginning of the week, I was very like, I, what am I doing here? Even questioning like my presence in, you know, yeah. in, in that environment. <laughs> and it did, I think it did affect us on a certain level. But at the same time, even though I would think, you know, it's one of those things like I joke around on past episodes where I was just like, oh, I'm just going to shove this down deep and, you know, we're good. <laughs> I do that a lot and I'm not saying that it's good. I'm not saying that that's good, but I do shove things down a lot, guys. But, I can't to me, but to me, here's the deal to me. Okay. I know you can help me. I came to you with this issue, um, you know, to talk to you about it. But to me, it's like, okay, I don't want this to affect my family. And so I'm just going to shove this down and I'm going to deal with it when I get back to the range tomorrow, like I'm just going to deal with it. You know, I'm, I'm not that I'm not thinking about it, but I'm not going to let it affect my time with my family, you know? So yeah, I don't know. I, so I, I think that, that when you know someone well, mm -hmm. those things can impact you because you recognize the internal battle that is going on. Mm -hmm. You're not as good at shoving things down as you think. You uh, that's my superpower. <laughs> I could totally do it. Uh, and I think you've gotten much better at expressing that stuff. And I think that that matters for a spouse when someone is navigating extra stressors. Mm. And you see, because I think that's the reality, is recognizing that irritability usually towards yourself or mm. towards someone else is an indicator of other things that are going on, extra stressors that are going on. You know, whether it's physically, you're tired, you're hungry, mm. um, this this whole aspect of knowing that physically it impacts our irritability, right? When we are feeling less than in some area, it yeah. comes out in another. Um, and and this was even on in this article that I'd read, which I will link this build your marriage, but the physical, emotional, and spiritual 
has an impact on our irritability. Mm -hmm. So even emotionally going through seasons of frustration, fear, pressure, stress, you are less prone to react with love and grace spiritually when you're hiding sin. Mm -hmm. It creates a shortness with your spouse. And especially when people have gone through things like we have, when you see irritability in your spouse, it's a trigger. It's a trigger. And so recognizing that that doesn't always mean that there's something being hidden. There's a lot of things that play into irritability, Mm -hmm. but I think it has recognizing that those impacts are there. Like that, what we, how we are, doing physically, emotionally, and spiritually has an impact on our irritability. But then also like when you're irritable with yourself, it's important for me to recognize the factors that you're going through too. Mm -hmm. And then my other question to you was as a spouse. And when you see someone who is irritable either to themselves or to others, do what do you think the role of a spouse is then? How can a spouse help? Uh, well, I know, like for me. Oh, I'm so scared as to what you're going to say right now. <laughs> no, not to help me. You know that. Not to help me. No. <laughs> to help you. Um, I mean, there's been times where I just kind of give you space. You know. What are you saying? I get irritable sometimes? <laughs> yes. <you do. laughs> There's times where I just kind of give you space, but I think a lot of the times, and uh, I mean, you've told me this before, I tend to try to make you laugh, uh, you know, in some way, whatever. And so I think that that's, I just try to connect with you or no, I try to meet you, meet what you need Mm -hmm. basically. So I'm trying to, I'm reading the room, you know, if it's something that, uh, that maybe isn't that big of a like deal. I love how you're hesitating to say that right now. Is it that big of a deal? Maybe then I'll... Depending on what time of month it is, I've decided whether or not it's a big deal. If it's not that big of a deal, then maybe I do like start, you know, messing with you to make you laugh or, you know, whatever. But if it's a little bit heavier, I mean, I've talked to you before, you know, like what's, you know, clearly I've talked, like clearly communication but also, you know, I mean, there's been times where I've told the kids, like, no, you don't talk to your mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I think they they get it, too, where it's not. It's just sometimes you need that space, yeah. I think. And it's not unhealthy to no. have that or to do that. Yeah, I think you said, like, reading the room does matter because there's different facets of when when there's irritability presence, right? Present, it, mm-hmm. recognizing the factors that might be causing that, right? And then knowing what is possibly needed in that moment. Like you said, reading the room mm-hmm. really matters. Like, is someone needing assurance? Is, are they needing... Some ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are they needing understanding? Are they needing like a a solution? Mm -hmm. Like those things are important to look at beforehand. Like, and sometimes I think it's important to clarify with someone Mm -hmm. before you decide to step into that irritability, right? Like, Hey, can I help you with something or, or asking questions before you just assume like, you know, I think a lot of times a spouse comes in with the, the perception of like, well, you're irritable. Like, here's the solution, like get rid of that person in your life or don't go to this place or, you know, offering these levels of solution. And they're really not what your spouse is looking for in that moment. And so that's important. In that instant moment. So like for you, there's been times where I think that, um, like you've talked to me about it and not directed at me. I mean, there's times you're irritable at me for sure, but (laughs) there's, but you know, when you've, when you've gone to this, like somebody's hurt you or whatever, whatever it is, I let you talk to me about it. Well, I let you, I ask you <laughs> like what's going on. I allow you to talk to me. No. You're welcome. No. <laughs> I ask you what's going on and we talk about it and I don't offer anything other than just, I'm here to, you know, agreeing or, you know, I mean, you're, you're offering emotional support. Yeah. Which is what I need in that moment. As you keep talking about it throughout the day, (laughs) at a certain point, I have said this before uh, with different relationships you've had where I've said like, well, you know, I think it's time to 
walk away, you know, like finally, you know, just kind of let you process. And this is different. I think for every spouse, you need to process yeah. a lot. I'm more of an external processor, yeah. processor than you are. And then at a certain point though, you know, not in that same conversation per se, but later, you know, it's talked about again and it's like, Hey, you know what you need to do? You need to just walk away. Yeah. Or, you know, it's whatever. It's recognizing when, when there is a reception of input yeah. from your spouse that you're looking for. And then, and then also being willing to receive, to receive it on both on, on the other end of it where it's like, okay, knowing when you need to receive that advice yeah. from your spouse. And, but, and I think like, as we're talking specifically about irritability and even like irritability around the holidays and all those things, like, Grace is so important here too, because I think any one of us can recognize that this is just a higher stress time of year, which is kind of unfortunate because it's like, it's supposed to be like, you know, you see everything always portrayed. And I think this is kind of part of it where it's like, you see everything portrayed as like, everything's perfect, right? You're sitting around this beautiful, uh, amazing, just automatically put together meal that's yeah. just like put in front it of you. It has to be like a TV and it's perfect you know, episode yeah, the, or movie Nothing was burnt. No, setting. no ingredients were missing. Yeah. Um, everybody contributed what they were supposed to, you know, like, and we get this idea in our heads that we're going to walk away from every family gathering with these beautiful, yeah. amazing memories. And a lot of times you're walking away from family gatherings, irritated, frustrated, provoked, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, what do they say? Like at family gatherings, don't bring up, uh, religion or or politics. politics. Yeah. I mean, I think in my family, you could bring up both and you'd be fine, (laughs) but there's other families where like you don't, you don't bring up any of that (laughs) stuff. You don't bring up any of that stuff. You just kind of let it lie, but it's something and it's not just religion or politics. It's it's, it's all the underlining yeah. Uh, yeah. underlining things about that, and it's hard to put those away. And you know, even like going, you know, before irritability, like you know, not to be, don't be rude, don't be self seeking, don't demand your own way. Mm-hmm. You know, those things that that all encompasses. You know, loving somebody else encompasses your marriage. Like you shouldn't be demanding. Like, no, this is the way it's done. Yeah. Like, period. I don't care if you've done it. This is how you do it. There are right ways to do things. Like, we understand that. (laughs) You know, you don't. I mean, there's things you can't do another way. Yeah. What a a lot of times what happens, and I think especially as people are preparing for holidays, right? Someone has an expectation that you know the quote unquote right way. Right. And then you aren't doing it the right way or and mm-hmm. then you're not getting help. And then you're frustrated because no one's helping you. And all of those things can lead into irritability. Absolutely. And yeah. demanding your own way. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, I think the demanding your own way actually has a huge impact on marriage. That absolutely does. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like it's, and, and that because that, that starts the little, the crack in, in the relationship. Right. And it could be, you know really tiny crack you know one it's not the one spouse always has to be right it's the one spouse as a micromanager and the other one is isn't yeah you know and then the final breaking point like we've we've talked about in like past seasons is the socks on the floor it's not the sock on the floor right that's the breaking point i mean that's the breaking point yeah. that's not the issue yeah the issue is you've demanded your own way for so long and you're irritated that your spouse is not living up to your expectations. Living up to your expectations, but the way you view that is you're irritated your spouse isn't listening to you, therefore they're not loving you. And but you can't bend or break. And you're so you're just seeing your spouse in this full and negative way, and it's like you're leaving the sock on the floor again. And then like, on the other side of that coin where someone is not listening to the little things that are adding up. And then it does create resentment Mm -hmm. and it does. And then someone is sitting there going like, well, you're making a big deal out of nothing. And then I'm not going to listen to you. And then, (laughs) you know, so it's like both sides of those, both sides of those coin. And then, and then of course it's like the same thing on both sides where it's like, guys, it's just a sock, Mm -hmm. right? Pick up the sock and, or let go. But it's not, well, but then on that, it's not even, it's, it's not just a sock anymore. Now it's like, 
it's everything. Slap them with these verses. <laughs> slap that marriage with these slap verses with these and verses. be like, this is this is why you're mad about the sock. This is why you're irritable. This is why. I'm, then, a, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna retract Brad's statement and say, slap yourself with the verse. <laughs> grab the Bible, slap your face. <laughs> because you know, if you go up to your spouse and you tell them like, uh, you're being irritable right now, and in First Corinthians thirteen, it says I'm, not to do. This. I'm going to tell you right now, you are not going to decrease the irritability yeah. in the room. Yeah. Pro tip for marriages. <laughs> If you're a Christ follower, you should never just grab a scripture and go to your spouse. You are not living this out. Don't do that. It may not go well with you in that that moment. I do think it's very funny. the different, like if you go in, if you go to U version actually, and you go to First mm-hmm. Corinthians thirteen four through yep. seven, you can actually compare the different translations um, mm-hmm. of those verses, and I think it's very interesting to see the various translations of the original Greek here because it it does encompass so many things. Like, yeah, you know, it does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It is not self seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. That, we haven't even talked yeah, we'll, about that. We'll do a whole episode on that one oh, because that is. Oh, I thought that was in this one. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about it because it does go right into this, honestly. Oh. The keeping no record of of wrong, I think, is a huge, huge, huge issue in marriage. Yeah. And especially if someone has gone through a major break or or breach in trust Mm -hmm. or just in general just a a, something that has really been hurtful in your marriage yeah oof this one right here can make or break whether you heal do you think this is more of a female okay (laughs) we're just throwing it all out there today uh i would say that typically if you're going to go with a you know, we're going to stick with stereotypical yeah. yep. female, male um, mm. leanings. Yeah. Women in general have a tendency to to fixate on details yeah. a lot more than men do and remember the details. To me, it's not even the details. So, like, for us, when before, like, everything happened, right? Um, so, younger, you know not married as long as we are now there was times where Brad's doing a lot of caveats well no but there was times so it was before everything happened but there was times that that uh we would get in an argument you know never like kicking screaming anything like that but we'd get an argument and you would bring up old old things Mm -hmm. you know I don't remember if you've all if you said like you always or well I don't ever remember that Maybe, yeah. I don't know, but I do remember you bringing up old things, mm-hmm. and during that, I would so badly want to do it back, and I think like a handful of times I did because I'm like, mm-hmm. no, this isn't right. Like you're allowed to do this, I can't. You know, kind of. Yeah, that's, that's how actually, I felt. That's actually how I remember things. Is if I would bring things up, then then I would bring it up, and then you'd be like, no. And then I'm like, well, but this doesn't make sense to me. Like you can do this. You have free Wayne to be able to keep record of wrongs and bring it up, but I can't, you know? And so that's how that used to go. And I don't remember, you know, what, yeah, what I the actual either. things were. No one ever or does remember usually what. Because the they're not really that. Are. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I do more. think two things. Yes. I, I think women can struggle more in this area mm-hmm. of really having, I would say like a, a closet reserve of wrongs, mm-hmm. right? Where we can pull those out on command, uh, where you've, you've committed an offense here mm-hmm. and I've seen the repetition yep. and we will reserve the right to pull out the repetitive mm-hmm. behavior oh, yeah. at any point. No, I, I, I totally I, like, I feel like in my head, you know, like you have these little visions in your head, these little things in my head it's like a sniper it's just like <laughs> like i picture you as a like this is how you could picture you picture your spouse as a sniper right the <laughs> rifle the ammo like they're it's all kind of lined up right there i kind of like being and they're just like sniper. they're just sitting there listening boop, 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 boop. 
and then they like look over at the ammo and it's like oh that's that repetitive thing hold on let me load this up <laughs> send it boom gotcha like you know <laughs> yeah you had no chance. and it's like oh i have another one right here hold on let me load that and get so that's what two it's things, <laughs> two things are wrong about this address a behavior when it happens if there's an, a thing to be addressed but don't yeah. bring up the fact that it's also like okay you did this and remember how you've also done yeah. it here 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 mm-hmm. and here because that actually creates a defensive stance from yeah. your spouse yeah. and then you you end up just in that anger zone versus resolution zone right mm-hmm. now repetitive behavior does have to be addressed but that means you don't hold it in ammo like you talk about things when they happen and you make sure that you address it and you work towards resolution yeah. and if you need help outside to deal with repetitive behavior yep. i would say you seek that outside and help. i mean we're human clearly you know so yeah i but do you can you imagine if if God brought up you know all your Our repetitive old stuff, behavior all your old <laughs> stuff right can you imagine that like that's how can you live like that no like you, think about it on that level an impossibility. For, forget thinking about it on level of like another person how you should be loving another person how you should be loving your spouse your kids whatever it is think about it and reflect on it on yourself like you imagine if God treated you like that, where, you know, you know, Lord, I'm sorry I did this. I know I shouldn't have done this. Please forgive me. It's like, well, I, I can forgive you, but come on. Like <laughs> you keep, you've done this before. Remember back in like, you know, five years ago, yeah. you, you did this too. And you said you would never do it again. You know, like it can then you get, read about the Israelites and you're like, gosh, why are you being so dumb when you're wandering in the desert? Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I am, I am an Israelite. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, just, a, well, but just bringing up the past like that. Yeah. And I can't, I mean, none of us would be where we're at now if God kept record of wrongs. Yeah. There's you know? no doubt. And so, to extend that to people and it's hard i'm not saying that's not hard there's people that have hurt me um you know not physically hurt me but like hurt me and it's hard to if i hear that name it's hard to not you know go back to like well like i wrote that dude off yeah you know? and, I, and i think like knowing that there are healthy things like boundaries placed around people who have have had repetitive behavior Mm -hmm. that is harmful and hurtful and that's important and the other thing that i was going to bring up the two things like obviously it's not healthy to do that but the other thing is is if your spouse is in a moment of saying like hey this is something that's bothering me yeah then you need to at that is not the time to say well yeah but you do it too yeah like because there there's a genuine like you shut down communication at that Mm -hmm. point. Right. And then it just becomes pointing fingers at one another and no one, the, the reality is, is a lot of us do not have the self awareness and reflection to, to always see the things that we see in other people in ourselves. No, I know. And it's important to navigate through what someone is seeing in, in you. Mm -hmm. And then you can have another conversation or when things calm down or when you've worked towards resolution saying like, Hey, you know, can we talk about this mm-hmm. too? And then you're not in that defensive stance and you haven't just completely shut down when someone, yeah. when someone has approached you, you haven't shut down the conversation because that's what ends, what ends up happening is, mm-hmm. you know, if you approach something with your spouse and maybe you are incorrect, maybe you have kept a record of wrong. Mm. Right. But then you can play into this verse of going, okay, well, I'm not going to get irritable or resentful. Mm -hmm. Like, because that is also my part in this verse. So even if your spouse does not live up and they never will, by the way, Mm. to all of these aspects of first Corinthians 13, four through seven, you also will not ever live up to all those things, but you can hold yourself responsible to your reaction to how other people love you. I mean, Absolutely. But it's going to be imperfect. The keeping no record of wrongs, it's not necessary. It's not just repetitive right. actions. It's just in general, like people that the example I thought of in my head, they didn't keep on. No, it was, I mean, it, was it was a wrong that happened. Yeah. And you've notated it. It's in there. The memory's there. <laughs> yeah. But 
you know, and that's, that's what I'm saying. So it doesn't have to be this, re, you know, cause repetitive things, things that, that continually happen that your spouse continually does, or someone that you have a relationship, uh, continually does like those need to, that needs to be addressed. Yeah. You know, that could be an addiction that could be whatever it is or the way they're treating you. Like they continually treat you horrible. Like that should be addressed. Yeah. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be addressed with you always or anything like that, but like, man, you're, you consistently do this to me. Yeah. You know, like what's going on? Like what's yeah, the problem? Like, let's, let's, yeah, addressed. there's, yeah, absolutely. Where I look at this is like my example, it's bringing up something from, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I got you now, you know, like, like if we were in a, a discussion or an argument and I repeatedly brought up the affair. You can't move from your one, both spouses, I'll argue this, both spouses will never move from that point on. They will, if you keep bringing it up, one spouse is always going to sit in shame. The other spouse is always going to sit there in untrust and in I'm better than them. And, you know, like there's, there's two facets to that, but both that marriage and individually, both those spouses, they will never move forward past that event yeah well you'll move forward then what do you do you boom right back i i would you argue you never move boom, forward no right i would back. argue you never move forward like okay yeah you've checked a couple of boxes but in your heart in one person's heart yeah there's shame that still sits there and they're walking around in eggshells because they're expecting to get yelled at if they do something wrong and and to be brought and then all that to be brought back up and then the other spouse is waiting for that person to trip up thinking of themselves better than them because yeah. i would never have done that i would never have, you know and and that could be true i'm not saying that that's not true but it's the perception you have of yourself over your spouse and then you keep bringing it up so you're bringing up all the old stuff he has to relive he or she has to relive the old stuff and so you never move forward yeah. you might have a good day where you've you know, like when we've coached people, you might have a good day, a good week where you, you know, did some challenges and did these things. But then when the stress level got a little high, irritability got high, all these things started getting high. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, but, but you cheated on me. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter what I do. You cheated on me. That was the ultimate, like you cheated yeah. on me. Nothing and so, I ever do could compare to yeah, that. Wrong so then that spouse can't jump through enough hoops, can't do enough tricks to, to pay for that ever. And the other spouse will just sit there as that with that ammo and just mm -hmm. waiting. And so the, I, the marriage that you both want is never going to happen. It will never get stronger than where it sits right there. It will, it, it won't happen. Oof. And then I've heard, I've even, and I've talked about this before, but we we're just talking about this, uh, at work the other day. There's no stagnant peace in, relationships there's no stagnant peace in your parenting there's no stagnant peace in your relationship with god there's no stagnant peace ever like when people say oh i'm just kind of in this Coasting. spot yeah there's not you're either going forward or you're moving back there's no spot in the middle where if i'm pursuing my relationship with christ and i'm having a few months where i'm like man i you know i just can't get it together my devotions are going downhill. I'm not reading the Bible enough. I'm not in, I'm not in prayer enough. I don't hear God speaking to me. I don't feel like he's close to me. That's not a static place you're in or stagnant place you're in. You're not just sitting there. You're going, you're moving back mm. and there's things you need to learn. And we all move back. There's, there's, there's times where you're moving back and then there's times where you're moving forward. But I would argue on any level of anything you do, there's no spot where you can just stay. Mm. You can't, you, you're either growing or you're not, you're losing. And, and I would say even in the times where you feel like, okay, I'm not hearing the voice of God, or I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm doing these things, but I'm just still feel like kind of lost mm -hmm. in this relationship or, or just that it's quiet. I would say that you're not always going back but that God is teaching you how to move forward even when you don't see the things that you want to see so that you learn to operate in your faith when the emotional no, high and I, is not there. I absolutely I agree with that too but what I'm my point is Yeah, I totally agree. You can't you. just sit there and 
tell me in your marriage, oh, we're, we're just steady right here. We're just in our spot. We're not going forward. We're not going backward. It's just kind of there right now. Like, I don't like it. Well, that you're good. I'm glad you don't like it. But guess what? You're not just there. Yeah. Like you're losing ground. Mm, and that's a good in, way to put instead it. of like gaining ground, you are losing ground right now instead of gaining ground. And so, you know, if you want that ideal marriage and you've gone through like some, you know, heavy stuff, whether your spouse cheated on you, whatever it is, right? Like it doesn't have to be to that extent, but you've gone through some heavy trauma in your marriage and you want to move forward. One spouse has to let go of that trauma. The other spouse has to let go of the shame and, and accept that, you know, God's grace is sufficient. is sufficient and you have to move forward from there. But you will never move forward. <laughs> Listen to that. You will never move forward if you bring it up over and over and over again. Yeah. Anytime there's a stressful situation, anytime your spouse doesn't like what you did, if you bring up all that stuff, you will never move forward. And again, it doesn't have to be cheating. Yeah, it could no, be anything. It could be that one Thanksgiving you ruined when you got up and got fed up and, you know, got angry with everyone and flipped the table like <laughs> you will never move past that event if you keep bringing it up every single time you get you get mad at each other. Or you view everything through that lens, right? You yeah. know, just constantly looking through that lens, even if you're not externally bringing it up, if you internally are constantly mm -hmm. placing someone or a situation in the exact same place, it will also. Yeah. It, it it's it becomes evident at some point. Mm -hmm. And I would like to just say one little thing here. This does not mean keeping no record of wrongs to me does not mean that you're just automatically forget everything. You I think can't. I think it to it to me it means removing the payment piece of that. Wrong. Absolutely. You can't forget. We're we're human. I yeah. think that that's that's part of living in the fallen world. Yeah. You know, living in Genesis three world, right? right? Like you, you can't forget. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I mean, I don't know how it would have been if there was no sin and, you know, yeah, we don't perfect know. <laughs> world. We don't know, but I, I believe that's part of your, <laughs> that's part of like the earthly consequence for things that are wrong. Now there's things I don't want to forget. And there's things that, that I've done wrong that I don't forget because I don't want to repeat it. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a lot of good things about not forgetting, mm -hmm. but like you're saying, I do agree with what you're saying where, yeah, you can't forget. And we're not saying to forget. We're not saying to go, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, that never happened again. That can never come to my not. mind again. I can't no. ever think about it again. Like, but what are you choosing when that does happen? Yeah. So when those thoughts do come back up, what are you choosing to do with them? And that's. That's what that's happened. keeping no record of wrongs. Right. That's I'm releasing you from from the payment that would mm, be required for such that's a thing. the grace. That's you know? the and you should be extending grace to your spouse. And to yourself. And, yeah. You know, yeah, and, and I think yourself. that that's where both of those, you know, in any kind of breach in a marriage, um, anything where you're you're looking at this record of wrong, there is this aspect of healing that has to happen on both sides, you know. And mm this grace we all need it this grace extended grace received right that it doesn't it doesn't work when we just receive it and don't extend it yeah. and and someone can't just extend it and we don't receive it mm. so it's like this aspect of knowing that you know because jesus has given us such grace right we have the ability to extend yeah. it but we have to he's given us this grace mm. you know like we have to receive what he's given absolutely us. and so there is nothing that you could ever do that's bigger than what jesus has done which is such a huge thing mm. to remember and then also on either side, remembering that it's like, okay, the payment has been paid. Mm -hmm. And so the reality is, is when someone does truly repent from their sin, then yeah, you, you release them from the payment and, and regardless of whether they repent, yeah. like they, they're, you have to extend forgiveness, even if yeah. that is not the case. Cause that's what love requires of you. You know, yes, boundaries matter. Yes. Those, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff matters, but yeah, what does what does love require of you? Mm -hmm. You know, what is love calling you to? And looking at this verse, and depending on where you're at, sometimes it's a lot easier to say like, "I'm going to extend all these things to other people," and then not recognize that this is how God is also calling us to to see yeah. these things in ourselves. Like, I'm not supposed to be just sitting there being irritable with myself all the time. I'm not supposed yeah. to be keeping a record of wrong in myself all the time, mm -hmm. right? Because those things 
drive a wedge, especially if you've done a lot of things that are wrong or have are hurtful in your marriage. Um, I think our natural instinct is to look for a payment plan, mm. you know, either in, you know, when someone's really done a lot of things wrong, it's like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life, yeah. quote unquote, paying Mm-hmm. for this even though there isn't a payment that ever makes up for that kind of stuff yep. it's like you got to receive grace mm-hmm. i don't know it's very it's very interesting to look at these verses in this way and i think to know that so many of all these little things have such a huge impact on your day-to-day on the holidays oh, yeah. um such yeah. a huge impact and i just want to encourage whoever is listening right now and you know as we are even if you're not listening to it the day that it comes out, but you know, Thanksgiving has passed and you're approaching Christmas and it's just like, keep these things in mind as to how you view the people that you're coming into contact with. Um, allow the interruptions to happen. Yeah. Um, allow the, the expectations to just kind of fall away and mm-hmm. just be in the moment. I think this aspect of seeing what doesn't matter, right? If you don't have the perfect meal in front of you on Thanksgiving or at Christmas, like those are not the things that actually matter the most, you know, um, value the relationships around you, love the people around you, even in their imperfections, even, even in their irritability, (laughs) you know, like, uh, learn to, to laugh, love, um, represent jesus mm-hmm. and i think that's the important thing to remember as you're going forward absolutely so i think that would be our challenge mm. just that like learn to just love people yeah. like jesus loves yeah. as much as you can and give yourself grace too mm-hmm. because i can guarantee you you probably will not get through this season without some irritability <laughs> without for sure <laughs> without something going um awry in some mm-hmm. way shape or form that's always like a guarantee yeah around this season <laughs> it's like guaranteed not everything's gonna go right yeah exactly but your mm-hmm. reaction to the things that don't go right actually show a lot more about how Jesus reflects love than if everything goes perfectly and you, and you behave perfectly. I think that usually is when we get the opportunity to show Jesus the most. Mm -hmm. Okay. We may do an episode throughout the Christmas season, but Mm -hmm. technically we are going to go on break for the holiday season, which Brad never likes to do. I know. Well, he, he never likes to do, but, it's important that we also <laughs> focus in on the things that really yeah, matter this no, season. I know. So we love you guys. Um, I hope no matter what, um, over this Christmas season and the holiday season that you guys will reach out to us, um, keep us updated on what's going on in your life and uh, your marriages. And yeah, we're excited to hear from all of you guys. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk to you soon.